Listen, I get it. You like saving in Bitcoin. But check this out. You can actually complement your HODL position by investing in Bitcoin startups. If you want additional upside and enjoy learning about angel investing, you should check out Lightning Ventures. Lightning Ventures is a great way to stack real equity in Bitcoin-only companies. They've invested in businesses you've heard about on this show, including Azteco, CrowdHealth, and Swan Bitcoin. And Lightning Ventures makes it easy to get started in the world of early stage investing. The minimum investment is only $1,000 per deal, and you only invest in the deals that make sense to you. So if you want to get a behind the scenes look at the startups you know and love, if you want a chance to support their growth, and if you want another opportunity to profit as the Bitcoin ecosystem develops, check out the 60 second application in the show notes to get started today in building a world that runs on better money. These financial advisors are going to find themselves honestly on the back foot within six to 12 months as these ETPs, right, ETFs are approved. And there are signs that these ETFs are going to be approved within the next few months. You literally have eight applications as it stands right now for a spot Bitcoin ETF from some of the largest asset managers on the planet. And as soon as those ETFs are approved, they're going to be hitting the streets telling everybody they should allocate one, two, three percent of their portfolios to this new emergent asset class. So I think there's a responsibility on behalf of financial and wealth advisors to at least understand the basics of the technology so that they can appropriately say you should invest or you shouldn't invest. Welcome to the Business Bitcoinization Show, the show dedicated to helping you enrich your life and grow your business with Bitcoin, the hardest money on planet Earth. I'm your host, Josh Friedemann, and our guest today is Keith Laska, who's a professor of Bitcoin and blockchain at Fordham University, and he's the co-founder of LearnBitcoin.io, a professional Bitcoin education network for financial advisors and tax and legal professionals. I had the opportunity to get to know Keith a little over a week ago. I invited him on the podcast this week, and I wanted to publish the episode as soon as possible because of this reason. Keith's course, Learn Bitcoin, is going to get progressively more expensive month by month leading up to the Bitcoin halving. So if you want to take advantage of October's pricing, I would highly recommend that you take action quickly. There's no affiliate link or anything like that. It's just one Bitcoiner to another. If you want to take advantage of this course or if you know someone who could benefit from this course, now is the time to buy. With that being said, I wanted to take a second before we get to this week's Bitcoin Meetup Spotlight to thank No Waste BTC Signs for streaming sats to this show this week and for user1994 for sending a boost as well. If you want to support this show, you can listen on Fountain and either stream sats as you listen or send a boost. And that boost can include a comment, which if you leave a comment, I'll be sure to read it on this show. Thank you once again to all those who support this show and who make it possible to get this podcast to more ears. Now, this week's Bitcoin Meetup Spotlight is Lincoln Land Bitcoin. Lincoln Land Bitcoin is the premier and only meetup in Springfield, Illinois. Meetups usually occur on the first Monday of each month and focus on different Bitcoin-related topics such as use cases, societal benefits, mining, time preference, and the Lightning Network, just to name a few. Co-hosted by founding members Dan and Tim, Lincoln Land Bitcoin delivers quality, FUD-busting Bitcoin education. If that wasn't enough, monthly drawings provide opportunities for participants to receive free Bitcoin-related books and, yes, 
even free sats. You can check them out on Twitter at BTC Lincoln Land. And one of the reasons I wanted to promote this particular meetup once again is because one of their co-founders, Tim, recently released a book called History Echoes Bitcoin, and it focuses on how the properties of Bitcoin have shown up throughout history. More info on both the meetup and the book are down below, along with a link to the Oshi app, which you can use to find a Bitcoin meetup near you. Now, we're going to get to our interview with Keith right after this. Business owners, unlock the benefits Bitcoin has to offer your business with the Bitcoin for Business Quick Start Guide. This 27-page guide highlights the six ways you can grow your business with Bitcoin. Check it out in the show notes. Keith, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, Josh. Pleasure to be here. So I like to start off every single interview with a few questions that help us to get to know you a little bit better and give us some insight for our own lives. Are you ready for these? I'm ready. Let's go. When and how did you first learn about Bitcoin? Uh, probably like a lot of us, I first uh, heard about Bitcoin uh, over an email exchange uh, a number of years ago. I think it was 2013. Uh, I had a friend send me, I think it was a market watch email when, when Bitcoin was uh, at its peak, I think $1,100, $1,200. And I looked back at that email and, and, and it, you know, it's like, Hey, should we buy into this? Yeah. It sounds really interesting. It's, it's growing dramatically. And, and then it just kind of fittered away and, and never really went back to it again. Um, that's the first time I heard about it, but I got more passionately involved in 2016 uh, turning in 2017, when uh, a close friend and mentor who had uh, invested significantly in Bitcoin took the time to kind of coach and train me uh, about Bitcoin itself. And, and that's where my journey started. What's an insight or fact about Bitcoin that you wish everyone understood? You know, um, and I, I take a lot of inspiration from uh, a variety of, of OGs and experts in the industry. But uh, the, the one area that I always visualize in my head is the scarcity of Bitcoin and its uh, characteristic of, of uh, limited supply. So when I try to explain uh, Bitcoin to people and the opportunity, I think of two spheres, right? On the left-hand side of, of, of this box, you have fiat, and uh, fiat is a sphere that can continuously expand. Uh, you can print more money. It debases the money supply. And that circle gets bigger and bigger and bigger over time as central banks and governments kind of manipulate the uh, currency. And then on the right-hand side, you get another sphere, and that's, that's Bitcoin. And no matter how hard you try, the supply for Bitcoin is limited in nature. Um, you know, it's well-known. It's programmatic. And so at some point in time, you see the fiat bleed happen into that hard circle, that sphere uh, that is Bitcoin. Uh, and that tends to make the characteristics of, of sound money much harder when it comes to Bitcoin. So I always visualize that for some reason. What's the Bitcoin resource you most recommend to other people? Uh, it, it has to be uh, Pierre Rochard's speculative attack uh, on the Nakamoto Institute. Mm. He wrote this in July 2014. And if you go back, I, I tend to read it every few months, and I've talked to Pierre about this as well. Uh, if you if you read it, it is as modern today as it was in 2014. And I would even go as far as to say that Pierre had predicted a number of events to actually occur in that in that blog and i would highly suggest if you haven't your listeners should be uh should be looking for that that article and and reading it excellent 
So beyond Bitcoin, what is a resource, tool, or idea that's been helpful to you and your work recently? Yeah, so so um, you know I've I've started up a, a number of companies, and uh, although that's always a, a difficult task, what's gotten easier is is the tooling actually to help you start businesses and 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 keep your team kind of tight and communicating regularly. The most often used app that we have is probably Notion. Um, it allows you to organize your thoughts, uh, prioritize what you think is the most important task to work on in any given day or week, and then pull your teams together and uh, keep some level of structure to your daily and weekly meetings. But it's fluid at the same time, so it allows you kind of to, to be flexible in the way you approach your workload. Now we have our final, what we call our arbitrary but insightful question, and is this. As a general life principle, is it better to ask why or why not? Definitely why. Um, And and I think, you know, you get much more out of somebody if you continually to uh, question, you know, their point of view. And I think I think in a society where sometimes it, it feels like it's getting more difficult to have open debates and conversations uh, opening up to somebody else's point of view, whether you agree with it or not, is super, super healthy. Um, and so the why not tends to be more negative to me anyways, personally, and the why tends to be more positive. Try to put yourself into that person's shoes. Meet Linkster, your premier Bitcoin-focused advisor. Linkster caters to businesses, institutions, family offices, and high net worth individuals. They merge your unique financial goals and needs with Linkster's Bitcoin expertise to craft your own sustainable plan to preserve and grow the value of your hard-earned profits and retained earnings. And Linkster is not just advice, it's tailored execution. Connect directly with the founder by visiting Linkster.com. That's L-Y-N-C-S-T-E-R. Linkster, secure your future with Bitcoin. Today's episode of Business Bitcoinization is proudly brought to you by Vellus Commerce, where the future of business technology meets Bitcoin. As we journey through the era of Bitcoin and its transformational impact on businesses, there's one name that stands out. Vellus Commerce. Whether you're looking to build a cutting-edge website, a seamless mobile app, or custom software, Vellus is your go-to team. They've been diving deep into the world of Bitcoin since 2014, making them one of the most experienced groups for integrating Bitcoin and Lightning payments into a variety of digital platforms. But here's what truly sets them apart. Vellus Commerce doesn't just build. They bring a wealth of knowledge to ensure your project success from day one. Their team understands the nuances of Bitcoin, ensuring that your business stays ahead of the curve. And for all business Bitcoinization listeners out there, Vellus Commerce is offering a free consultation to kickstart your project the right way. So if you're ready to future-proof your business in the coming age of hyper-Bitcoinization, head over to VellusCommerce.com or reach out on Twitter at Vellus Commerce. Let's make sure your business thrives in the Bitcoin era. Perfect. Well, Keith, we're here today to talk about your new venture, LearnBitcoin.io is the website for that, LearnBitcoin. It's an educational platform for basically financial professionals, right? Kind of that filling that niche where you want financial professionals to know and understand what Bitcoin is because they touch the lives of a lot of different people. So could you just share with us a little bit more about it? Give us an idea of why you started this business. Sure thing. I mean, very briefly, I I started out my career uh, as an educator. So I I was a French instructor at Phillips Exeter Academy, which is a little secondary school up in New Hampshire. Uh, And then after a couple of decades of time in business, I was a three-time CEO of of various tech companies. Uh, I went back to teaching. 
and I got an opportunity to teach Bitcoin and blockchain at Fordham Law and, and to be able to guest lecture at, at the Gabelli School of Business at Fordham as well. And after uh, instructing hundreds of students, they kind of turned around to me and they said, hey, professor, you know, you should probably try to start a company in this space. You're way too passionate uh, to just keep it to education. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we went into uh, we went into dark mode and, and basically uh, built this company since kind of the spring of, of 2023, built our own platform from scratch so we could really measure learning outcomes and efficacy and build in the training requirements that are necessary for CFPs, CFAs, uh, and uh, legal professionals, and then launch the product. And we're effectively trying to, to take hundreds and hundreds of hours of, of Bitcoin content and uh, condense it down to just over four hours to help people learn Bitcoin a lot more quickly than would w- normally take. So I'm sure you were paraphrasing whenever you were uh, talking about your students, but I think it does capture a sentiment that I'd like to double down on here, which is you're too passionate to be in education. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> and, you know, I, f- for a little context, I come from a family of educators who are very passionate. And it, I, but, but at the same time, I see that oftentimes you, you do have the separation between the, the education and the doing or the building of things. And I just wanted to kind of get your insight there. Like when it comes to Bitcoin and blockchain, which is what you're, you're teaching about, uh, do you see a difference between the people who are educating and the people who are out there building and kind of how do you reconcile the two or, or view those two different things that are both important and maybe could be com- combined, but frequently aren't? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, like zooming out a little bit, I, I was at Pacific Bitcoin, which is a, a great conference uh, organized by Swan. And I was listening and trying to kind of consolidate my head. What, what are the pillars of growth within the Bitcoin ecosystem? And so you've got core development, right? Which most of us, you know, don't participate in. There are a few who who do. Uh, And then you've got kind of layered solutions on top of the base layer. So you have companies that are working on Lightning or Tarot, Taproot Assets, all of that kind of fun stuff. Then you've got the DeFi element. So people who are are, uh, kind of providing uh, some element of financial services on top of Bitcoin. And Although the entire conference was littered with conversations on how we aren't educating people enough or well enough, there's no discussion around that being a pillar of the Bitcoin ecosystem. And so my theory and thesis is that education should be just as important uh, as all of those other pillars as uh, in terms of growing the Bitcoin ecosystem. And so I'm hoping not just learnbitcoin.io, but others uh, get out there and professionalize education uh, so we can all kind of promote the industry. Mm-hmm. And could you talk a little bit more about the group that you've created this for, sort of those uh, those financial professionals, specifically financial advisors and tax and legal professionals? Why why focus in there? Yeah, I, I, I assume if you were going to build a wedge uh, for Bitcoin education, that might not necessarily be the first wedge that you uh, that you attack. It's certainly the hardest to to kind of overcome. But the reality is, uh, there's a massive level of asymmetry between knowledge and opportunity within our within our industry. Uh, and, and I just think in, in many ways, we haven't properly uh, set information out so that these financial professionals, wealth advisors, family offices, tax professionals, legal professionals can, can clearly understand the benefits of the technology. And so when I educate, I actually tend to deep dive a little bit into the consensus protocol behind Bitcoin. How, how if we say that Bitcoin can replace banks, 
I think in order for you to, to grow in your conviction about Bitcoin, you need to understand how it replaces that function. Um, and if you don't have that basic level of knowledge, I think your conviction becomes superficial when you see the volatility and the swings in the price of Bitcoin. I'm curious to know about whether or not this type of education is hard to get financial professionals to take seriously, because I think especially for financial advisors, and there are some financial advisors that really focus in on incorporating Bitcoin into someone's financial plan. But it seems like if Bitcoin as a commodity money begins to definancialize things, that at least for some people, it creates a bit of a, a professional issue as far as the, the continuation of their particular area of expertise. Do you see there being an issue with specifically financial advisors being interested in learning about Bitcoin? Um, are they afraid that it might kind of edge them out of a job? Does that make sense? I've just, it makes I, I've asked sense. a very wordy question, poor, poorly worded, and hopefully you've kind of been able to take a little bit of my meaning from it. No, no, I get exactly what you're saying. I mean, we're, we're, we're on the cusp of a, a new paradigm uh, in terms of this, this emerging asset. I mean, look, Bitcoin's, what, 600 billion dollar market cap compared to silver's 3 trillion and gold is about 12 13 trillion mm -hmm. so it's it's minuscule um, but these financial advisors are going to find themselves uh, honestly on the back foot within 6 to 12 months as these uh, ETPs right ETFs are uh, are approved and there are signs that these ETFs are going to be approved within the next few months you, you literally have eight applications as it stands right now for a spot Bitcoin ETF uh, from some of the largest asset managers on the planet. In fact, it's almost $20, million, uh, $20 trillion of AUM that has requested these spot Bitcoin ETFs. Just in terms of context, that represents uh, about 40% equivalent of the US equities market and 20% of the global equities market. And as soon as those ETFs are approved, they're going to be hitting the streets, telling everybody they should allocate one, two, three percent of their portfolios to this new emergent asset class. So I think there's a responsibility on behalf of financial and wealth advisors to at least understand the basics of the technology so that they can appropriately say you should invest or you shouldn't invest. Mm -hmm. But if you don't study and you don't educate yourself, I think it, you know saying that you should invest or shouldn't invest is just as bad. Um, the second reason is that uh, we have uh, CFP approval uh, for our courses. So if you are a certified financial planner, you also get continuing education credits for uh, taking our course. So I, mm. I think that's going to help a lot of CFPs uh, basically kind of uh, push over into the, well, I get to take off some hours in my continuing education credit, so I might as well take something interesting. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's one thing that any industry that has continuing education, it's, we were, I was fuming about this the other day with some friends, not for my sake, but they were bringing it up for themselves. It's just a way, uh, many businesses use it as a way to just make money. It's like, you have to pay us for continuing education. So here's some boring classes to take. So the opportunity to learn about something new and maybe even learn about it with, with an idea of, hey, I'll figure out how to explain this scam to other people. And then finding out there's actually legitimacy behind Bitcoin is, a, is an interesting prospect. So maybe where has been the greatest, um, greatest areas of surprise 
for people who have begun going through this course or that you've been having conversations with about Bitcoin, like financial professionals that aren't Bitcoiners already? Absolutely. I think, um, look, everybody has kind of either uh, taken Economics 101 uh, or have been in some of those classes or have passed through some YouTube videos at some point in time. And then I think they tend to forget about how uh, macro works and how uh, money enters into and exits our system, and what uh, the Kentium effect actually is. And the Kentium effect is basically the people closest to the money printer make the most money, and people furthest away from the money printer end up getting stuck with the bill. Is that the correct French pronunciation there? As a French former French instructor, I would say yes, it's the Kentium you have the, effect. the best pronunciation in the Bitcoin space of that term. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thanks. I can give you some French lessons too, if you want. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I just think re-educating people on, uh, on, uh, on how they can best understand the markets, what's happening right now. Um, I think that, I think that's really, really important. The other thing is when you, when you speak to older generations who you typically think wouldn't understand Bitcoin, I'm hearing from financial advisors that uh, a number of their retirees actually have a decent amount of exposure to Bitcoin. And when I asked them why that is, they say it's because they understood how gold worked. Hmm. They, they, in some cases, remember family discussions about actually owning physical gold. They heard about what happened on April 5th, 1933 with Executive Order 6102 by FDR to hand in your gold to the government. They then remember, you know, gold certificates being handed around. And then they remember 1971 when Richard Nixon depegged gold finally from the US dollar. So they actually saw hard money kind of walk away from them over the decades. And so when they see this new opportunity for this, you know, internet native digital version of gold, I think they get excited that there's new hope, right, for storing your wealth over time. That's really cool to hear. I, I, I feel like I hear gold bugs frequently uh, disparage Bitcoin. And it's always encouraging to find people who believed in the value of gold from a philosophical point of view. Like they, 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 they didn't just view it as, hey, I'm going to make some money out of this or whatever else. It's like, hey, this is, this is important because of what it stands for. And then they can recognize that to a large degree, Bitcoin did not was not able to live into what it was supposed to have lived into uh, in our fiat system. And that Bitcoin is a continuation and I would even say an improvement upon what gold was supposed to be. I, I really appreciate people who can see that. I have to say as a younger person, I didn't necessarily in the past see the value of gold perhaps like I, I should have. Uh, I appreciate Bitcoin now, but the people that have like the, the true believers who have been uh, gold supporters for a long time to be able to transition from that to Bitcoin, that, that takes a lot of consistency and it's gotta be super tough. So I really appreciate people like that who are able to see the value of gold and that Bitcoin is better. Now, one of the things that uh, might be interesting to listeners is that part of this course is available to check out for free. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. We, um, just so everybody understands, we've actually renamed our modules as blocks and then the lessons are transactions. So uh, that's the nomenclature we adopted. The first uh, block or module is available to everybody uh, and you can check it out. And that just gives you a feel for the course and how the content's uh, been presented. 
And it, and it talks about the canon that I tend to want to agree with, with listeners on before they, they uh, undertake this course. And that canon is very simple. It's a contractor agreement between me as the instructor and them. Uh, it takes a lot of time to learn about Bitcoin. So what I ask from them is sometime, number one, number two, to be intellectually curious, and number three, to have an open mind. And then after all of that, form your own opinion about what you think about Bitcoin. Mm. So you you mentioned um, a couple terms earlier that in the Bitcoin space, at least, are not viewed with very much positivity. That's blockchain and DeFi, not because either one of those in and of themselves is is a bad term, but just because people have taken them and they've um, the way they're popularly understood is not in line with Bitcoin and Bitcoin principles. I'm curious about how you talk about these types of things, because th these are terms that people will be familiar with who are outside the space. Do you talk about uh, DeFi? Do you talk about blockchain? Uh, how do you tackle different terminology and, and even the concept of crypto within the context of Learn Bitcoin? Absolutely. So it is a Bitcoin only course. Uh, we cover no other tokens, crypto. I have very personal views about that, but I do need to remain objective as an educator. Mm -hmm. Um, but, you know, look, the first thing I hear is, from a lot of people is it's blockchain, not Bitcoin. And then I just need to subtly remind them that blockchain came from Bitcoin, right? Mm -hmm. A block holds a certain amount of transactions to be processed. And then that joins the chain of blocks uh, that have been validated. And that kind of creates the blockchain. So it came from Bitcoin. That's that's the origin uh, innovation. And the second thing I would say is, look, uh, there are companies in our space, you know who they are, right? Uh, Unchained, Swan, OnRamp, River, many others that are actually extending the Bitcoin ecosystem well past, you know, spot Bitcoin. They are getting into uh, much more innovative solutions around the potential to do more uh, with your Bitcoin. And even Michael Saylor has gotten up and said, look, I, you know, I'm never going to sell my Bitcoin. But what I will do is what you know, the wealthy tend to do, which is borrow off of an asset. Uh, and and so I do believe that the ecosystem is going to grow. I, I, I'm not particularly a fan of building smart contracts and innovation on the base layer. I think that should be reserved for decentralization uh, and security. Uh, but I am a fan of building layered technology on top of Bitcoin that can scale. So uh, most importantly, I don't get frustrated at these other tokens or or uh, uh, cryptocurrencies, because I believe in free market, uh, you know, economics, eventually, they're probably going to fail. Uh, and then whatever's good about the the project will get sucked into Bitcoin's core development over time. So whether someone purchases the course, maybe after checking out the first block, or they have someone in their life, they would like to give it to what can people who buy the course expect from it? Sure. So uh, the first thing they, they get is a pretty comprehensive, in, in my opinion, well put together uh, four hours plus of Bitcoin content. As they go through each module or block, uh, there's an assessment. So they're actually getting quizzed on their competency on that particular block. And it will tell them whether they've passed or whether they need to go back and learn a little bit more. Um, as they're integrating with the content, we also have set up a Discord for subscribers, for, for paid members. And that Discord uh, is basically an open invitation to communicate with, connect with, and even meet with fellow Bitcoiners who have also been through the course. 
So it is asynchronous, which is recorded, but there's also a synchronous aspect to it, which mm-hmm. means that you can you can engage with the community. Phase two of the platform will be opening up uh, that uh, course catalog for content creators. So other Bitcoiners in the community that want to create content and add it uh, into the platform itself. And then after that, we, we definitely have plans to expand uh, well into the Bitcoin ecosystem. And then the question on many interested parties' minds at this point in time is, what does this cost? It might be too late by the time your your listeners hear this, but we have implemented FOMO pricing. So mm. uh, the annual cost, it is a subscription. Uh, the annual cost is $495 per year per seat. Uh, we have FOMO pricing right now in October, and it's $195 a year. And it goes up by $50 per month until we get to the Bitcoin halving mm. in April 2024. Um so that that is the pricing model. We're finding financial advisors uh, looking at two different models. The okay. basic model is to get seats uh, for their own employees. That doesn't have to just be CFPs. It can be their other employees that are dealing with support or HR. Uh, and then the second is more of an enterprise license where they are buying bulk access to the program so that they can actually deploy Learn Bitcoin almost as a sales and marketing tool uh, mm. to educate those that are still early in the process of understanding Bitcoin. And I think a lot of people are finding the ability to divorce the education, which can sometimes be subjective if you're selling a product or service around it, from the product or service that you're selling is actually refreshing. Mm. Um, and so those are the two things we're seeing in the market now. Very interesting. So then if if someone wants to buy it, then October is the best time. November is the next best time. Have you found that people are starting to actually FOMO in to learn Bitcoin because of this? Yes, absolutely. Uh, hand on heart. I thought we were just going to have some individual subscribers early on as we kind of solidify product market fit. Mm. But we have corporations that are buying and some are coming back and trying to get a couple extra seats before the end of October as well. So we are we couldn't be happier. We're blessed that uh, you know we've been we've been lucky enough so far in October to have those those customers. Um, so they are. I, I don't quite know this, and maybe there's some context you can help me with here. But what would be the value of continuing year after year? So uh, we're constantly updating the course content, so you're getting more new courses for CFPs, particularly those that find Bitcoin interesting. They're going to want to double click on a 201 or a 301 or get into mini courses around mining or security or, or other areas that they're, they're interested in. Uh, when the uh, course platform opens up to other content creators, it gets even more exciting in terms of what you can listen to and watch. And then also the, um, you know, that, that uh, community, Discord community of meeting people and, and making connections. It's great to meet with people, but it's also good as a, a potential way for CFPs to meet prospects, high net worth individuals who might want to onboard with Bitcoin. So I'm pretty confident they're going to find value in uh, renewing. Having said that, they're more than welcome to, you know, not renew in the following year if they're not seeing the value. Yeah. Well, that's great to know that there's going to be content continually added. And there, just like the Bitcoin rabbit hole, I'm sure there are, you know, infinite directions you can go with this that are incredibly interesting. Well, I appreciate your time today, Keith. Do you have any final thoughts you'd like to share with people before we finish up as well as where people can go if they want to check out Learn Bitcoin? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I would just reiterate what I said uh, a few minutes ago in order to, to get your head around at least the basics or beginnings of Bitcoin, you need to allocate three things. You need to allocate time, 
you need to be intellectually curious, and you need to have an open mind. And if you approach your learning journey with Bitcoin with those in mind, I think you're going to find success at the end of the tunnel. Also, you can find us easily at uh, www.learnbitcoin.io. Hope to see you there and hope to, uh, to meet with you. Great. Keith, thank you so much for your time today. It's been a pleasure. Appreciate it, Josh. Thanks. Well, friends, it's a wrap. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Business Bitcoinization Show. If you want to reach out to either me or Keith, you can find those links down in the show notes. And be sure to take advantage of the FOMO pricing for Learn Bitcoin. As always, keep building, keep growing. And until next time, keep living and leading well. If you're a regular listener of the podcast, thank you. If you want to take a further step in your support for the show, you can help us grow by listening on Fountain, a value-for-value podcast app on iOS or Android. If you hear something you like that you disagree with or anything else, you can share it by sending some sats and adding a comment with your thoughts. Some of you have already done this, and I appreciate it. I'm going to begin reading your boosts on upcoming episodes, so if you have some insight or value to add, let the people know. Getting started with Fountain is easy. You can add Bitcoin to your Fountain wallet by using your fiat accounts or any lightning wallet and one of my favorite features is that once you're using the app you can earn sats just by listening on fountain check out the link in the show notes to get started with fountain today